We have not had a grandbaby visit us yet in our new smaller home. Before moving, we sold or gave away the extra car seat, a pack and play, a high chair, a changing table, and a stroller. Yes, we used to have all the things, but the first round of grands doesn't need them anymore. To our delight, there are now two more little grands. And one little house to accommodate them when they visit. So what are we to do? I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And in this episode of The Grand Life, we talk to someone who has the solution to all these problems. There's actually a company called BabyQuip who provides rentals for your younger grand's needs. And they do so much more than that. Get ready to be wowed by what you're about to learn. I know we were. Kelly Inglet and her husband Wendell are full-time BabyQuip providers in the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge, Tennessee area. They have four grown boys and five grands living in two different states, all of them under four years old. Happy to have you on The Grand Life, Kelly. Happy to be here. First of all, I need to ask you, maybe you can tell us what Baby Quip is and what your role is in the company, how you work sure. with it. Uh, you can think of Baby Quip as the Airbnb of baby gear. So it's a platform-based rental system where quality providers that are spread out all over the United States and beyond um, run, independently run their own businesses through the Baby Quip platform, providing uh, quality baby gear rentals to tourists visiting in like vacation type cities, mm-hmm. um, grandparents, parents who want to try out, let's say the newest baby gear, like this new stroller that's $1,200 and they want to try it before they buy it. That's, that's a, another way that baby quip is very well used. Um, we have made traveling and vacationing with little ones easier, less stressful, and um, less expensive if you look at, you know, what it would cost for baggage fees to carry along everything you need for for a little one when you go on vacation or trips to visit family. Yeah. And for grandparents not to have to buy all that stuff. Many Absolutely. of us have downsized. We don't have room in our garages for all these things. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about the roots of Baby Quip and how long it's been well, around and what the motivation is behind the company. Baby Quip, um, they were founded in 2016 by Fran Meyer and Carrie Couillard um, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It was known as Baby Airs, like concierge, but Baby Airs in the beginning. And, you know, they, they dropped that kind of quickly and changed to Baby Quip. Fran is a, a serial entrepreneur. That's the best way you can describe her. Hmm. Um, she's one of the founders of Match.com okay. and Trustee. So she's known for successful startups. And she joined forces with Carrie and created this as a platform to help families that are traveling with little ones to, to solve some of the challenges. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to, to how you know how can you have a comfy home-like environment when you're traveling without having to carry everything with you through airports and you know loading them into rental cars, and that's kind of where it all began, and it has expanded immensely. Um, when I started, there were only 300 providers in you know total. Now there's over 1,500 providers. Wow. You know, I I'm kind of curious about the demographics, but you already mentioned some of the people who use this. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm surprised about the um, aspect of uh, our millennial kids 
renting something they're interested in buying and just checking it out. That is a fantastic idea. I'm in a primarily tourist town. So a lot of my uh, customers are tourists who are here on vacation, but I do have people that will, they'll, they'll try like my higher end strollers. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a mockingbird. They'll want to, they'll want, they'll want to try it while they're on vacation and just to see if it's going to work for them, because that's a big investment for a big piece of gear. And I mean, even if they can return it, that's a lot to pack up and ship back to people. So, it's it more often than not that you know once they get home after trying my mockingbird they're going to order one um if they really like it if it works for them so that is that is one way um but uh, you know i i asked our social media person what what our actual demographic numbers are mm-hmm. um and she says that they're the millennial parents between the age of 25 and 44 but a majority of the baby quit providers are not in tourist areas like me. They're they're in your normal small towns, and they're getting the um, they're getting the parents and the grandparents that are having family to come visit from out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, predominant holidays are crazy for them. Yeah, um, because you know all of the family get-togethers for Christmas and Thanksgiving. So it's really a wide variety. Um, personally, I have several um, locals that regularly rent baby gear for their children that come to visit once a year for their so, grandchildren um, it's, and yeah, yeah yeah for their children and grandchildren okay. yes and and their um even nieces and nephews um i have a, a lady who has who has uh, several nieces and nephews that come to visit once a year and she um she has everything that they need ready and waiting on them when they when they arrive well yeah that's a fantastic thing and you know to tell you the truth i have talked to a few grandparents and they've never heard of baby quip which you know it I'm surprised they haven't, but I hadn't heard of it until just recently. But I know that you and I have been on trips where we've said exactly this. Why why couldn't there be a place where we could go like locally borrow or locally rent or locally obtain things that we didn't want to travel with? The way I first heard about Baby Quip um, was on a beach vacation with my grandkids, and we saw these people pulling the wagons across the sand with loaded with all their stuff. And you know, I went online to look to see where I could rent a wagon from, and ended up renting one from a Baby Quip provider. Um, so it's, you know, it's not a real common. Mm-hmm. thing that's known at the moment, but it's getting out there. Thanks thanks to um, the social media networking for the millennial age. We just need to do, you know, work on different avenues to get um, our grandparents involved more, the ones that aren't active on Facebook and things like that. Um, and this podcast is a great way of doing that, but we just need a few more avenues to get grandparents aware. Uh, word of mouth is going to be our best friend with uh, getting baby quip out there for, for our grandparents, especially. Yeah. Well, you know, many of us as grandparents are long distance grandparents. We have children all over and grandchildren all over the country. And we have adult kids who fly in for visits. And many as many of us, as I said before, has, have downsized and don't have space or inclination to store a bunch of baby equipment. So um, your service would be really helpful to us. Maybe you could walk us through the process because I'm not really sure I understand how to do it. What you would do um, is if you know that you have a certain age of grandkids that are coming for a holiday visit, kind of get an idea of what what their normal routines are at home. What would be helpful to have at your house mm-hmm. uh, to make make it a more calm, comforting environment, and especially sleep routines. Sleep routines are so important with kids. Yeah. And um, I, I came up in a different age where we didn't have blackout curtains and sound machines. But I mean, there's there's 
the kids out here now, they are so set in a lot of sleep routines that um, you're talking many sleepless nights if they don't have some of the things that they're used to at home. So you would, you know, would look into uh, on the Baby Quip website or we have an app now with wonderful app. You would look for a provider in your area mm-hmm. and it, you put your address in and the dates. It would give you a list of available providers. You would go through that list and you would see um, which provider has the majority of what you, you know, what you're looking for because each provider has different gear. Um, a lot of us started out with just the gear we had on hand. For, you know, I had started out with a lot of the things I just had for my grandkids when I first started and I added to it from there. <laughs> but once you find your provider, you choose your gear. You'll pay on our website or on the app. And then the provider reaches out to you. And a lot of times, if there's something you need that you don't see on their sites, um, they're more than willing to add to their inventory. So it's not usually a problem. But you would set up with them. Um, after you've paid, they'll reach out to you and coordinate the details. You can have it delivered um, to your home or say you're picking up um, one of your one of your your children and their families from the airport. They can meet you right at the airport with a car seat. So that you leave the airport with exactly the car seat that they're looking for with something similar to what they use at home. Wow. So how big of a service area does each of, of you cover? It varies. I mean, we have a few providers that are very, very rural. Like in, uh, there's one in particular that pops in my mind that's in Montana. And she covers a large area because the population isn't as great. Um, generally, um, most providers tend to like to stay within like an hour driving radius one way. But we have the ability as providers to choose how far we want to drive, what our maximum one way trip will be. Um, and, you know, mine goes up and down depending on season because in in the summertime, I'm too busy in my local area to to venture out too far. You know, I, I I'm too busy running errands here in Pigeon hmm. Forge and Gatlinburg to go to say um, Cherokee, North Carolina. And also in the winter, if the weather's bad, I can shrink my area back down, and then I don't have to deal with the snow in the mountains. So it's it varies from provider, hmm. but but generally, um, you know, most of the time the website's set up that you know it automatically will assume that you're going to want the gear delivered. Mm-hmm. So you'll they'll coordinate with you with the delivery time, but. A lot of providers also offer free local pickup, which is great for grandparents because if it's something that's not, say, a crib, something you could fit in your car and you would like to pick up and save that delivery fee, you can mm-hmm. always um, you pick it up from their home. And then when you're done with it, when you're after your kids leave and your grandkids leave, you just return it to them. You know, car seats are pretty frustrating to grandparents who aren't all that adept or accustomed to some of... They're they're frustrating to a lot of parents as well, I've learned. (laughs) So I think the the ability to go to a provider's residence or place of business and have them install the doggone car seat, man, wouldn't (laughs) that be great? Unfortunately, we can't do that. Unfortunately, we cannot install the car seats. It's a safety issue and our liability insurance doesn't allow it. But we always offer the manuals. We will give you a link to a video instruction from the manufacturer on how to install the car seats. Um, and there's also other resources that we have. We have uh, we actually have a few um, car seat safety people, the CSPCTs, uh, on you know that are ba- that are baby providers that are often a great resource. If 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 you can't figure it out, we'll connect you with somebody that can help. Interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, well, and I, I have actually heard that some people go to the fire station. There, there's fire sta- a lot of them do, but you just have to make sure that there's a specialist at the fire station. Not just any firefighter is not always qualified to tell you if your seats in there are right or not. We have a two and a two-year-old and a six-month-old coming for a, a vacation in uh, Ohio pretty soon in in the summer, and I know they're very concerned about the cleanliness and the safety of the 
equipment that they, you would provide. Can you address that? How does that play Absolutely. out in the day-to-day? What can we expect? Safety and cleanliness is the number one priority with all of our providers. It is drilled into us from the moment we even think about signing up as a provider. Hmm. I mean, I actually started, um, I started with Baby Quip in October of 2020. So Baby Quip had just endured the worst of COVID. And to be honest, our basic cleaning standards have not varied since before COVID, during COVID, and even after. Hmm. All of our gear is inspected and thoroughly cleaned after each pickup. So we're going to clean it when we pick it up before it goes back out on the next rental. We go over it once again, inspect it once again and sanitize it before it leaves again. Um, And we have followed very stringent um, practices as far as cleaning based on the manufacturer's recommendations for the gear. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially car seats have very, very strict standards. Each manufacturer is different as to how to clean their seats, what you can use, what you can't use because it, it, it may, um, um, affect the safety of the car seat in the long run if you're using the wrong type of product. Mm. So we we have to be baby gear experts, baby gear gurus. We know baby gear inside and out. We can take strollers apart, strip them down to the frame, mm-hmm. clean the fabrics and put it back together. Our network of providers is very knowledgeable. And if you're having a problems cleaning something, I've had a former customers that asked me, what do you use on your mockingbird strollers to clean them? I can't get the canopy clean. We use um, uh, only organic or non-toxic cleaners when cleaning our baby gear. And that includes dye-free and fragrance-free clean um, detergents to wash our sheets and, and whatnot. You can expect it to be in next to new condition for every single rental, for every single piece of equipment. So it's peace of mind for parents and grandparents when um, they're renting our baby gear. Well, that is good to hear. So when we're returning an item, um, do we have to go through and clean it as well as we can? I mean, what if they spilled something on it or whatever? Do we just bring it back to you? You can just bring it back. We just, you know, we ask that you try to mop up any spills so that there's no liquid to get yeah. mildewed or mm-hmm. anything and, and just brush the crumbs out of the, out of the high chairs. That's all we ask. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we do ask that, you know, they try to, especially car seats because they're so difficult to clean to not, um, not, not allow them to have like kids to have drinks and, you know, especially things that are going to stain because yeah. it's, it really is, you know, there's, I have myself had, had car seats where after one rental, I had to trash them because mm. that, if it gets, especially a uh, bodily fluids, are really difficult to get out of car seats and there's only so much you can use per manufacturer's instructions to get them clean. So we just, and of course accidents happen, but we just ask that you try to to try to avoid things like that, just to try to keep um, the drinks out of the, out of the car seats, especially, (laughs) but you don't have to do anything special, nothing at all. We will handle all of the cleaning, all of the disassembly, um, you know, takedowns of the cribs when we come pick up. Wow. You know, I'm wondering, is the return as easy as the pickup then? You just pick it up and when you want to return it, like, for example, they're going back from the Columbus airport. So we, does somebody come and pick it up at the Columbus airport or do we have to arrange? We can work it any way you want to. We can, we can deliver and drop off at your home. We can meet you at the airport. If you wanted the car seats, we will meet you at the airport terminal when you come in with the car seat and we will meet you there when they fly out to pick it up from you. So uh, most providers are extremely flexible um, and um, airport deliveries are a large part of most of our providers' businesses um, uh, flying in and out for vacations and visiting family. Um, We're very familiar with the local airports too. We know where to meet, where not to meet. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Don't you think that's great? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's way better than I imagined. Yeah. 
You know, we have a niece who's uh, participating in a program that, where they travel every three months to a different location to work remotely, and mm-hmm. they live there with their three boys, five and under, and they're going to Greece soon. I guess they're in Vietnam, Cambodia or something right now. They're going to Greece. Oh. I know. It's kind of a, an amazing program. Um is that even a reasonable expectation that they might be able to use your services in Greece? Um, actually, we do uh, have a provider in Greece right now. Wow. So no we are way. growing every day. We're getting new providers in new areas right now. I think we're in 1,500 locations spread out through the United States, Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, Australia, and all over Europe. So we're popping up everywhere. I think we have a waiting list in other countries where we don't have providers yet, mm-hmm. but it's a matter of getting the insurance coverage and, you know, the and setting up the different, you know, details of the back end to be able to pay the providers. Um but it's just a matter of working through those details and then we'll have them um almost everywhere. I mean, Baby Clip has grown. We weren't even in all 50 states when I started. It just amazes me um the leaps and bounds that we've made in the past 3 years. So no matter where she goes, it is a very good possibility that she's going to find a Baby Clip provider that services her area. You're a grandparent and you're a provider and that's your job, right? Or at least one of your jobs? Oh, that's my pretty much my only job, that and being a grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wondering if any grandparents would be interested in being providers. How would you do that? Oh, we are always looking for providers. Um, go on the on BabyQuip website. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a tab for becoming a provider. Mm-hmm. Um, and the process is very simple. Um, if there's not a waiting list in your area, they will sign you up. Um, you will get a phone call, a phone interview. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll interview with one of the BabyQuip recruiters. And they'll give you an idea of what, what uh, what's expected of mm-hmm. you. And if, and if it seems like you're a good fit, um, you start the training program. Um, we have extensive training online before your site even goes live. They'll hook you up with a mentor, another provider that will um, help you with the ins and outs, walk you through your first couple of reservations, and then be there to answer questions for you afterwards. It is a very rewarding thing. Um, there's a lot of providers that work full-time jobs and still do baby quip, you know, on a part-time basis. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a we have a, a great system that allows us to block off our availability so that it doesn't interfere with other obligations you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great as a full-time, depending on where you are. If you have the market, like I was lucky that I, I jumped into a market that didn't really have anybody. Wow. Um, and I was able to quit my full-time job within two weeks of starting baby quit. My husband quit his full-time job within six months. Wow. And we run our our house, I would say 90% of our, our household income is, comes from baby quip, and I love what I do. It sounds like it. So uh, do you? where do you store all those things that you have to rent? <laughs> Every possible inch of my house during season is taken over by baby gear, but um, I pay for off-site storage, and um, after everything's cleaned, we bag it, put it in storage. My husband does a lot of running back and forth to that storage unit. He is my my right hand as far as getting things delivered because there's sometimes where I just can't get away. I might have two or three of my grandkids that I'm watching and I can't go run it. Mm-hmm. So we, we work together pretty good as a team. Um, the amount of business that I have is because of where I'm at. And, yeah, sure. And, but there's a lot of baby quick providers that have financed their Disney vacations with their baby quick income. You know, I mean, it's, Wow. It's really a good part-time well, gig that's for a great grandparents, thing. parents. I mean, and you don't even have to be a grandparent or a parent. I mean, it's for anybody. It's definitely yeah, a good right. part-time gig. Um, it, it's worked well for us. I realize this episode may have sounded like a big advertisement, but 
in all honesty, we reached out to these people. Yeah, I contacted Baby Quip because we wanted our listeners to know about them because part of our mission here at The Grand Life is to provide you with pertinent information regarding being a grandparent. So we hope that you learn a lot from hearing what we have to offer each week. If you do, please be sure to rate or review our podcast so others can learn about us. We love doing the podcast, but we need more people to listen in order to continue our work. To those faithful listeners, we thank you. And if you found the podcast helpful, you can write us or call us to let us know what you think. The writing is grandlifeconnection at gmail.com. That's all one word. And the calling is 317-572-7876. It has been kind of a long time since we've gotten a voicemail, you know. Yeah, I know. So just call and say hello so we know you're out there. We also want to let you know that we're going to be shifting our emphasis over the next several months to a project called Speakeasy, which is going to be an online meeting community to encourage uh, frank and sometimes difficult conversations in a protected private environment where grandparents can talk to each other about the things that are tough. Yeah. It'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be cathartic. I think it'll be a good thing. So, you know, it might not be, but we'll hope for it. But we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. We've always wanted the Grand Life to help uh, promote and encourage community among intentional grandparents. This is another way we're going to see if we can do that. So how are we going to make sure you hear about it or you know, know how to sign up for it? Well, because we don't do what's called harvesting of your email addresses, mm -hmm. which has always been important that we not make it feel like it was a quid pro quo kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have any way to contact you directly. So we're going to use social media, primarily Facebook, but others as well, to make sure that you know what and how to take advantage of the Grand Life's new initiative called Speakeasy. Yeah. And we will be putting it also on the podcast show notes eventually because I talked to a friend of mine who doesn't do social media and she's like, "Is that does that mean I'm going to be left out? Okay, good, uh, good reminder. See, we're still working this out as we go. You're our partner in this too. In the meantime, I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And thanks for joining us in Living the Grand Life. Next time on The Grand Life. You could do it just with your grandkids, but... To have that sort of fun interaction of other kids and maybe for the grandparents to meet other grandparents, unless you just want to read with your grandchild and have a meeting once a month, that yeah, would also that be would fun. Be, that'd be pretty fun. It would be pretty fun. That's next time on The Grand Life. <laughs>